Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome into the podcast, back for another edition of Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders, financial coach at Strategic Planning Corporation. As always, we like to talk investing, finance, and retirement, and of course, we're talking crisis and opportunity this time. Uh, Maybe some folks see it as a crisis, some folks see it as an opportunity, maybe even where they meet and how we can handle these situations. I got four big bullet points we're going to go through this week on the podcast, so stick around, have some fun with us as we chat this up. Mike, how you doing, my friend? I am doing good, but speaking of crises and opportunities, I had an opportunity to create a crisis for myself recently. You did, yes. Oh my goodness! Uh, you know, I think I'm so smart, uh, and I <laughs> and I I got all these deals figured out, and uh, just recently had a situation where because my wife and I are trying to transition who handles bills and things like that, and then we had family situation that got in her way of doing the payment of the bills, I realized that we had gotten to the end of the time period when it was due and she hadn't paid it, had to, you know, hadn't had a chance to pay them yet. Right. So I went online and paid them and I went ahead and paid the next month too, because they had already, you know, produced the bill, I guess, or whatever. And I was about one to three days late. I can't remember what it was, but something okay. like that. Not a big deal. And a day or two later, I get a phone call from one of these utility companies saying that, Hey, you, you're past due and we're sending out a team to turn off your power today, unless it's paid. What? And I'm like, Just for one or two days? Yeah, like 345 or something like that. And I said, and it's, I, I don't know what time it was. I think it was 11 in the morning or something like that. And I uh-huh. said, well, I just paid it. And I got an email actually from you all saying that you got my payment and, and everything's clear. And um, I said, what are you showing? And and the guy said, tells me that, uh, no, that they show that I owe $800. Well, oh my. I think it was $121 is what the bill was. So I'm saying, no, I don't. Your system's totally messed up. And right. um so the point being is I got in emotionally engaged because at one point I told the guy, I said, you, you know, I told him you need to call him, tell him not to come out here because I have paid the bill and it's, I don't owe you anything. I certainly don't owe you $800. He's telling me I got to pay him right now or go to the main office in Matthews, which is two hours away and pay the bill or they, you know, going to cut it off. And I, I finally just said, Hey, let me just tell you something. If you don't call that team and tell them not to come here, I will meet them outside with my rifle and I will shoot them if they walk on my property. He goes, hello. He goes, sir, you know, this is being recorded. I said, good. Let me say it again. If they come out here and step (laughs) on my property, I will shoot them. (laughs) So you better get in touch with somebody and tell them not to come on my property. Well, anyway, I got to thinking about it and called and found out, yeah, it was a fraud thing and all like that. But here's the point. I was emotionally engaged there, as you might have guessed by what I told them I would do. Right, right. And it's always good to have somebody that doesn't have a dog in the hunt to take care of things for you like that. And um, that, that's why I, you know, I've, I've worked with people for many, many years in, when crises situations came along and me being able to step in and help them with that was a calming type event. And I've had the same thing happen for me in my life with people Yeah, to step in and help with a set of eyes that doesn't have an emotional attachment to the situation other than just caring about you, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. 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 Sca- uh, the scammers uh, and the fraud thing. That's so frustrating. Oh yeah. But I couldn't believe that I almost fell for this thing, you know? So right. anyway, yeah. I tell you what, excitement for the week. <laughs> I tell you what, they, you know, they're out there all the time. I mean, they, and they're oh, getting yes. more sophisticated all the time. Uh, I mm-hmm. just saw one, a cousin of mine was sharing with one with me about a sheriff's office one. Uh, uh-huh. And I've seen those before, but this one got really pretty elaborate. They, until the last little bit, 
And then uh, the, then you kind of have to, that's when you have to have your radar up and you go, wait a minute, that one little piece sounds really odd, huh. you know? And so, yeah, you got to be careful, folks, because there's definitely a lot of, uh, a lot of scammers out there and just, unfortunately, a lot of fraudulent people. So... Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. That's unfortunate, oh. and that's certainly oh. definitely a crisis I did not have on my list for this week. <laughs> uh, so uh, glad you shared that with us. So yeah, keep your head on the swivel, folks. Because actually, you know what's pretty interesting, Mike? Do you know the biggest demographic, uh, age demographic for scammers to try to attack? Is it uh, young adults, middle aged, or seniors? Seniors, I would guess. You know, actually, it's not. It's actually young oh. adults. Really? Yeah, That's they actually fall for it more. Yeah, uh, I, I guess I should have phrased that better. They the targeting obviously goes all over the place, but the ones right. that fall for it is the is the young adults yeah. because they just don't have the I, life wisdom. Know, I, when we had a landline, that's about all we got was, you know, scam calls, yeah, robocalls, right. that kind of stuff. Yeah. We cut it off. And then my in-laws, I'm, I'm always hearing those messages on their message machine right. for all these things and and actually had some situations where they were successful a couple of times. with. Yeah. Well, I guess young adults, maybe a lot of times they just don't have the life experience. So therefore, yeah. they just, you know, they, they, they might be, especially some of the ones where it's like, you know, the IRS or you know, the sheriff's department, they're going to put a lock on your house and all this kind of stuff, you know, that, and that can make people nervous. So, uh, yeah, yeah. That's but uh, just remember, folks, that most of the time that stuff's going to be sent to you in certified mail. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. going to get a lot of certified uh, written information before they just show up. So yeah, anyway, exactly. well, let's get into our topic this week since okay. that kind of you know, kicked us into a crisis there. I, like I said, I've got a couple here I want to go through, but maybe some folks look at these as a crisis and others look at these as an opportunity. And I'm going to start with the emptiness or the emptiness syndrome, whatever you want to call it. Um, Mm. You know, obviously there's an emotional component. You know, I don't know. Some folks are very happy to see their kids get out of the house. Other folks are a little sad. Uh, But however your viewpoint is, from a financial standpoint, Mike, this is actually a pretty good chance for opportunity, not necessarily a crisis. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you are sad to see your kids go and that sort of thing if you have a good relationship with them at all. And you want to see them uh, thrive and survive. And so I, I guess I'd say a crisis is if they aren't thriving and surviving, sometimes we're tempted to step in and help them out. True. And to a certain extent, okay, but you don't want to make them dependent on that and also damage your own circumstance by giving right. away money too right. soon, too much, that kind of thing. But the opportunity, on the other hand, is that you have eliminated some costs. I mean, uh, I remember my boys, my wife used to say, I think when my the boys look at me, they see chickens because they just think I'm going to make chickens for them to eat or something. You know, they, they think I'm a chicken or whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they're eating you out of house and home. They, they, yeah. Oh, yeah. They see that as the you know, big wallet. Yeah. 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 And and um, so, you know, you've eliminated some costs in terms of food bills and maybe utilities and things like that. You don't have the college bills to pay. That's called a pay raise when that's done with. You might have been helping them out, having them on your cell phone thing. You can move them onto their own, get them off your insurance. So you've got more money that's disposable. And rather than increasing lifestyle, it's a great opportunity to say, hey, let's start socking this stuff away really hard now. And so it's a great, great opportunity to be aggressive about saving. And the thing that I find about that is is not just to be aggressive about saving, but be aggressive about attaining tangible, knowable goals. Like we want to aim toward being able to slow down or retire, you know, whatever your uh, picture is on that at a certain point in time or at a range age of, of age or something like that. And, um, you know, doing a little work on what your budget is now and what you think you'll be spending then and, and what do we need to get there? You know, so right. having some things like that in mind, is not that I've got to have $2 million or a million dollars or 500,000 or whatever it is to get there along with my other income sources, but 
this is what I want it to look like so that you're aiming at a picture. I know when we, um, one point years uh, back in, I think 2012, walked into a Southern Living Idea home and saw it. And we just fell in love with the, the design and the layout. And we thought that'd be great if we ever wanted to build a house. And we wanted to build a house because my son's a builder. We wanted him to have that opportunity to do that for us. Not free of charge, but do the work for us. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Although you could have said, hey, remember all that chicken you ate? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, we're collecting. And um, so, you know, we I, I took a picture of that house and uh, stuck it in my office. And it was just there. And it was something I was thinking about aiming at. And we actually ended up doing it uh, about five years later. Oh, and nice. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you, things like that. Not that, oh, I need to get to a half million dollars to be able to do this or, you know, 200000 to do this right. or whatever it is. Right. But what is it we're trying to accomplish? And, you know, I have goals like around how much money I want to give away each year and who I want to benefit with that. And so, you know, all those kinds of things you're thinking about and and you're aiming at those things, not at a dollar figure. That feels very antiseptic and isn't really motivating. It's well, accomplishing. Very true. Stuff. And if you think about the age bracket that a lot of us are going to be in or will be in or have been in when we get to that emptiness syndrome, we're probably making the most money. We're probably getting right there close to 50 or whatever. And the kids are going on there. And so there's also some things, the government, you know, we have the uh, catch-up provisions where we can start putting more away. That's increasing. Again, like I said, we're probably making the most we've ever made in our life. So there's just a lot of places where opportunity, once the kids are off the payroll and out of the nest, to really Mm -hmm. kind of catch up, if that's the case, or even just put more away towards retirement. So I see it as an opportunity. When my daughter moved out, we we saw it as an opportunity. So Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the other thing, too, is, you know, you may not have as many events that you're involved with with your kids. You have ability maybe to focus a little bit more on your business, your job, maybe do some things on the side. Or even your couple, your relationship. So And your relationship. Exactly. Because you're going to need that when you get to retirement. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. You better be good. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to need that in retirement because you're going to spend a lot more time together. That's right. That's right. uh, All right. Well, let's go on to the next one here. So so we can try to get these in. Crisis number two, market crashes. Now, certainly this can definitely feel like a crisis for a lot of folks. There's opportunity to be found as well, but I can understand the crisis side of this. So let's talk about maybe some, you know, both points of that. Yeah. The concern always is, uh, what if I'm getting ready to retire and I'm too aggressive in my portfolio and the market crashes and now I thought I had this amount off of which I could generate income and now I have a lesser amount. So that obviously means I've got less income I can generate from it. Well, a couple of things there. Uh, Number one is you're reaching retirement age and you're thinking about how you're going to use the funds that you've accumulated, whether it's in 401k or in personal accounts, IRAs, Roth IRAs, whatever it is. Uh, you you want to have a coordinated plan for what it is you're going to need so that you are potentially adjusting the risk in your portfolio so that right. you don't have as big a swings and variances uh, from year to year. So that if a crash were to occur near or just before uh, you are ready to start dipping into your money on a periodic basis, that you're you're not sitting there and taking a big hit all of a sudden. So you know that's something to consider ahead of time, not at the moment that you're ready to start pulling the trigger on taking money out of the account. But the opportunity is that if we have a crash, well, like for instance, last year, we had a market crash in uh, February, March, April range. And uh, it was a great time to do a couple of, of things. Number one, if you have cash that you've had you know, kind of in a lazy position, maybe uh, maybe too much money in a CD or bank account, savings account or something like that, might be a good time to go ahead and get it invested properly and uh, do it while the market's down. Now, you're not you don't want to be sitting around waiting for the market to crash and and think, okay, now's the time to buy low 
you know, if, if the money needs to be invested, it needs to be invested, but invest it properly so that you can go through the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. But the other side of that coin is if you are in an account that you have some gains in and you have a big market crash and it causes you to get into a loss position on some of those things temporarily while the market's down, great time to reposition the account and take the losses that you've created because it's going to help you on your income tax for at least the current year and possibly future years if you got carry forwards and reset your cost basis in those assets by getting out of positions you're in that have losses and putting it back into something different. You got to go into something different. You can't go right back into the same thing. It's got to be a different kind of investment because they won't allow you to take the loss if you're just coming out of the fund and going right back into the same fund or in a fund that's similar. So you've got to do that. And um, now you've reset your cost basis to where it was as opposed to, uh, or where it is, as opposed to where it was. And your growth goes from today, but you get to take that loss against current income and uh, other gains as you right, go down yeah. the road. So gotcha. it helps you offset the gains. Um, the other thing is Roth conversions. If, if you have money in IRAs that are tax deferred, um, uh, traditional IRAs or in 401k, it might be a time to convert some of that to Roth while it's down. And, and what you're doing is you're you're taking a certain number of shares that you're going to move over from the the traditional IRA to the Roth. And when you do that, you're going to pay taxes on it. Well, it's nice if you can pay taxes on a lower amount for the same number of shares than you would have because you're transferring a a lower dollar value. Let me give you an example. In 2020, I had a traditional IRA sitting around and I think it was worth about 60,000 at the time. It it dropped down to 45,000 in the crash. So at that point, I transferred it over to a Roth IRA. So I paid tax on 45,000, not on the 60,000 it was worth before the crash occurred. Since then, it's grown back to, I believe it's around 76,000 right now, something like that. So I made 16 off of where it was beforehand, but I got to move it at 45,000. So I hope that makes the point. When the market's down, it's an opportunity to possibly do some conversions of accounts and get more of the asset moved over to the tax-free forever pocket right from the tax yeah exactly pocket currently yeah because when it's obviously when it's lower right so i mean yeah. you know when we've gone down we're going to take it try to take those advantages when those are happening instead of just always viewing it oh no i've lost money you know start mm-hmm. looking at the places where you can find the opportunity and of course a lot of people also say hey don't forget it's a good opportunity to possibly Again, if you can afford it and it works within your plan to, you know, buy back into the market because it will you're buying now at a lower shares. So yeah, you're exactly. buying at a lower cost before things start to tick back up again. The whole thing is buy low, sell high. That's low. right. And we tend to do the opposite almost all the time. Yeah, we do. Because we yeah. get very nervous about it. All right. So there's another place so, to think. So you don't want to look at it as something that you're not looking for. It's kind of like the, the silver lining in the cloud. Right, right? exactly. Yeah. Opportunity. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of the whole point of this is, you know, half empty, half full kind of person, right? You know, glass half empty kind of thing. So let's go to the next one here. Uh, Mm Long-term care. In the example here, it's really the insurance rate hikes, okay? Uh, Okay. Because they can be frustrating. A lot of times people just, I don't know if we're not being smart with ourselves by not expecting hikes to happen. But Uh anyway, when we see these, you know, especially sometimes they can be pretty substantial. It certainly does feel like a crisis. Yeah, I know when we, my wife and I originally bought ours, golly, I think it was 20 years ago. It was like $210 a month for this incredibly great product. And um, and then some years back, they increased the rate and it went from $210 a month to $330. And um, so, I mean, you know, that's uh, more than 50% in rate increase. Right. 
And, um, you know, I, I was not thrilled. I didn't say, hey, whoopee, I'm excited about this. But I mean, it, it was like, okay, just think about this. How many months of care is it going to take me to recover that increased cost? Not a lot. Right. Not no, a lot. not at all. Right. Yeah, really. And so is it worth it? Yeah. But uh, on the other hand, I, I may never need the care either at home or in a facility. And so and that's the frustrating part. More right. for that li- cover that potential liability that may not come to pass, but it does take care of it. You know, the other thing that you can look at is when you do get these rate increases, there often are opportunities that they give you to make some changes in the structure of your existing policy so that you can keep the premium the same or slightly higher, you know, somewhere in between the the high the rate increase and where you are now. Okay. And and those are things to consider based on where you are in age. It may be that you don't need the amount of inflation benefit that you had or, you know, something like that. So there are ways to to look at that. But the place also where you can go is a little bit of estate planning. It could be that, that you could do some if you're a veteran and you were in in the military during wartime. Doesn't mean you had to be in a combat zone. You could have been stateside in a desk job during the Korean War, during Vietnam, whatever it was. I can't know. Desert Storm. Desert what Storm, right. Enduring freedom, right? Yep. All these things. And and you qualify for veterans benefits calls aid and attendance. Uh, and your spouse would too, if uh, you know. If you oh, okay. Pre- and so, you know, doing a little bit of planning, you can get yourself qualified for that sort of stuff, as well as Medicaid planning. Not things that you necessarily are looking to do, but they're there as a, a safety net. So right. something to consider doing a little bit of planning for with a good attorney. Well, and, and I have a couple of them that I could refer you to. And a lot of times we don't, obviously we're not going to think of these things, Mike, because we're not in it every day. And that's why working right. with an advisor, you know, hopefully they're going to help you pull these you know, ideas up and then say, hey, might this be beneficial to me? And they're going to talk you through that, right? That's part mm-hmm. of the strategic planning, if you will. That's kind of the, the whole point go. here of the podcast uh, is because we don't know a lot of these things. And that's why working with a good advisor hopefully will help you find some places to find opportunities when you do feel as though a crisis has happened. We're getting a little long this week, so let's see okay. if we can squeeze one more in real quick. Okay. Uh, getting laid off. Certainly, mm-hmm. certainly, it definitely feels like a crisis immediately. Now, again, our demographic is where we're focusing. 50 plus, right? 55 right. plus, whatever, who listens to our show and, and folks that you know come and see you. So very stressful. Obviously, you know, thinking, hey, is this, what's this going to do to my retirement plan? Uh, so there certainly can be crisis there, especially if you have not done much planning. But mm-hmm. there's also possible opportunity in here. You know, a lot of times folks are in positions, jobs, what have you, that they're not real excited about. It's something to do. It's something that generates a paycheck. Might be an opportunity to look at um, moving into a different career path um, that may be a shorter career path, but one that certainly is could be for a period of time. Yeah. You know, do something they really enjoy. It could be an opportunity to start something uh, as, as far as a business or that sort of thing. You know, a lot of depends on where you're at and what you're doing, what your skills. and Well, and that's where the plan comes in because, Mike, you might find out that, hey, I'm getting laid off. But because I've got this good plan in place and I know where I stand financially, right. heck, I could just maybe retire early. Might be able to do that or yeah. might be able to not necessarily have to generate a, a paycheck constantly. Right, because right. Because you, you would have the ability to generate some from existing assets while you're building something. And, um, you know, so there, there's opportunities there and it's just something that needs to be explored, but you have the ability to explore if you've done the planning to get to the place where if that happens, you know that you have the ability to right. last for a while. And and we've seen a lot of people, especially in the last year, they come in and they see it, sit down with advisors and maybe they haven't done the planning yet, but they're saying, Hey, I've heard that my job's downsizing. Or I'm going to be laid off or whatever. I need to know where I stand. And often more times than not, people are pleasantly surprised to find out that they're not nearly in the dire straits they thought they were. Often right, we avoid right. it because we're just so afraid of getting the bad news. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, the news just isn't as bad as we think. 
Yeah, exactly. And, and a lot of times people don't know how to use existing benefits like social security to, um, you know, you can gap with what you have until right. you get to that point and then mm-hmm. cut back on what you're doing. There are a lot of options. You just need to, you know, get some help with that. Yeah, exactly. So don't just necessarily think about it. Silver lining might've been a good way to word this podcast, but you know, there's crisis and there's opportunity and sometimes they meet. And if you're taking advantage of some things, you're working with a good advisor to help you get to and through that. Well, hopefully then you can turn those crises into those opportunities. So if you got some questions and need some help, whether it's about the empty nest and how to kind of pick up the uh, the retirement funds there, how to get things going to fund it a little bit more or add more to it, help grow it, or market crashes or long-term care or getting laid off, whatever that might be that we talked about this week, always check with a qualified professional before you take any action, like Mike Flanders, who's a financial coach. If you're already working with him and you're listening to the podcast, we always appreciate your time, of course. Uh, share this podcast with someone who might benefit from hearing the message. You can let them know about it by sending them to SP spcinvesting.com. Go by the website, spcinvesting.com. That's Mike's website. You can subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher. And of course, if you need immediate help, just reach out to Mike at 336-668-4338. Mike, my friend, thanks for hanging out with me this week. No more getting crazy with the uh, with the utility companies. There you go. Got to stay clear of those scammers. <laughs> <laughs> stay calm and enjoy yourself and enjoy your May. And uh, I'll see you again in a couple of weeks. Sounds great, man. Thank you so much, Mark. We appreciate your time as always here on Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders from Strategic Planning Corporation. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.